Welcome to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast that's all about the intersection between yoga and body acceptance. Today, my guest is Liz Eskridge. So I am so excited to introduce you all to Liz. She is one of my very favorite people. Some of you listening may have already met Liz at Curve Camp or through yoga teacher training or here in Nashville. Liz was a student in my 200-hour training, and it's such a funny story how that happened. So um, my husband, (laughs) Nick, and I were at Barnes & Noble um, the weekend before or a week and a half before maybe um, yoga teacher training. We were just wandering around, and I saw these um, cute women walking around. I was like, oh, you know, in my mind thinking that they seem nice. And then I was <laughs> looking at uh, some cookbooks and they come up and one of them's like, are you Anna? And that was Liz. <laughs> so we had been in communication about the training. And because we had that um, sort of chance encounter at Barnes and Noble, she emailed me, uh, I think the next morning or maybe even that night. Yeah, it was the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say I'm in. Um, and it was perfect timing. So I think she has the like closest start time of any of my yoga teacher trainees <laughs> so far. Oh, nice. Oh. It didn't give me time to back out. <laughs> That's right. You're just like, this is happening. <laughs> and I just loved having Liz in training. And so I just kind of had a mental note that if I ever needed someone to help out with curvy yoga locally, that I would contact her first. So as the studio has come into fruition this year, uh, that is exactly what I did. Unfortunately, it worked out um, for her. And now Liz is assisting me in all 200-hour yoga teacher training modules. And she's also the manager of our new studio, Curvy Yoga Nashville. So welcome, Liz. Thank you. So I wanted to start asking you what your relationship was like with your body when you were a younger person. So I think I have kind of a unique situation in that the older I get and the more I kind of have these conversations with women, the general consensus is that people were not comfortable um, in their bodies growing up. And that was not the case for me. Mm. Um, I felt really at home in my body and I felt like my body fit who I was, if that made sense. Um, And it wasn't because my body was somehow um, what what society was looking at as ideal at the time that was very opposite of true. I was, I always remember from probably second grade on feeling like I was, you know, bigger than everyone else or recognizing that I was bigger than everyone else. Um, but it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was aware growing up of maybe other people's ideas of what my body should have been. And I think I have like just enough rebellion in me that I (laughs) was able to not uh, like succumb to that. (laughs) I love that. That's a good use of rebellion. Yes, it was. (laughs) And has that kind of persisted for you as you've grown older? Yes, the way that that is true. I think for me, there wasn't... um, any real personal kind of conflict with my body until after I had children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for some people, um, you have babies and we use the term bounce back. Um, (laughs) and that was not, that was not the case for me. I did not bounce back Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, 11 years out and things are not going back to the place that they were 11 years ago. (laughs) And so I, um, I think one thing that has been helpful for me as I've kind of dealt with, with, um, 
with these things post baby is that you're able to kind of go like, well, two humans lived in my body. So (laughs) it's it's okay that things have changed. And I think for most women, um, if you were to say to them, well, you could have your pre-baby body back or, you know, not have kids, they would obviously choose to have children. And so for me, that conflict stops right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just kind of immediately go, I have like these kids that I love and adore and they're great. And if my body changed because of it, that's totally fine. Yeah, it's all, it's such a false idea to begin with. Like, of course, your body would change. It just, of course, that I feel yeah. like it's so crazy that we even have the whole bounce back idea in the right. first place. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Because like you said, <laughs> you grew a human. Like, it makes sense That's that true. things would be different. <laughs> it's so true. I sustained the life of two people. That's right. <laughs> of what course more do you want? <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I definitely think the theme of being aware of um, other people and their ideas of what my body should be has continued in my life. And I think it's important for women that um, when you start having these moments of feeling uncomfortable with yourself and feeling like you have to change something or you can't just, you know, be with yourself as you are today, to kind of stop and go, is this really coming from me or is this coming from somewhere outside of me? And so that's been really, I mean, I find myself on a fairly regular basis kind of just checking in with myself um, if I'm feeling a certain way or if I'm feeling like, oh, gosh, man, if I could just, like, squeeze into a pair of 14s, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> right. you know, that would be great. And I, you know, I check in with myself and just say, like, is this really coming from a place in me or is it coming from something outside that says I should be something else? Yeah, that's such a good check-in. I like that. Yeah, yeah. What brought you to yoga? Uh, well, I was brought to yoga, um, I was drugged to yoga <laughs> by a friend. I had just turned 30. I think a lot of us have that friend who is like all about facing your fears and doing things that you would never do. And I am not that person. I'm very content, you know, to just <laughs> do the things I do and I don't need to step outside of myself and do anything else. And um, she was like, oh no, you are either going to a yoga class or we are going in, up in a hot air balloon for your birthday. That's what we're doing. <laughs> and it was an easy choice for me. Um, <laughs> no, um, no desire whatsoever to take my feet off the ground. So, <laughs> and was that like an uh, equivalent so, fear factor for her? That's pretty funny. <laughs> it wasn't, but I mean, re- I, seriously. <laughs> yoga, it was. I really think she just wanted to get me to a yoga class. Yeah. So I had never, I had never done yoga before. Um, and that's, we went Saturday morning. It was actually, um, it was a hot yoga class. It was a Bikram class. Mm -hmm. And I also, at that point in my life was pretty adamant about not sweating on purpose. (laughs) And so this was like a double whammy. (laughs) I'm going to yoga and it's going to be 105 degrees. So, um, that was my, my very first yoga class. Yeah. That's amazing. What a birthday present. Yes. Yes, I know. (laughs) I need to be more selective about my friend choices. (laughs) And how did you decide that you wanted to become a yoga teacher? So I actually left that class that day and was amazed 
um, at how I felt and was really um, shocked at what my body was able to do. I was pretty sure that I was going to spend the entire 90 minutes laying on the mat mm-hmm. and not not doing anything. Um, and that wasn't what happened. And I walked out of that class that day feeling really empowered um, and feeling really great about what I had just done. And I did have one moment in the class, and I don't remember what pose we were in or what we were doing, but I remember thinking, like, if there was some really great music playing right now, I specifically thought, if D'Angelo was playing right now, (laughs) I would be able to, like, really power through this moment. (laughs) (laughs) And so we we went to lunch after, after class, and I told her, I was like, I think I need to teach yoga, and I think it needs to include, like, a really sweet soundtrack <laughs> like that's what it's gonna be and I really I don't know it it was after my first class and I didn't obviously immediately pursue a yoga teacher training I practiced for a couple years first but it was pretty immediately I just felt like connected to this thing and felt really good about it and I don't think I've ever had that um before in my life where I connected with something so quickly and felt like I really really want to do this yeah it sounds like the universe was just like here you go yeah, it was really, it was a, it was like a quick instantaneous. It was pretty, it was pretty sweet. Mm. And who is your favorite to put on your playlist now? Oh gosh, don't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, D'Angelo makes appearances fairly regularly. <laughs> There's always, you know, a sprinkling of, you know, 90s hip hop always makes the list. Yeah. Um <laughs> Justin Timberlake usually finds his way in somehow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> where is he not? That's <laughs> right. He's on every playlist. <laughs> so tell us, what have you most loved about teaching yoga so far? I think it's um, seeing people experience that moment that I experienced that first class when I took yoga. Mm. And I think when you've had it, uh, you know what it looks like. And so, and not to mention people will often say, like, I was surprised. I didn't know that yoga could be this or that I would feel like this or that I would be able to do this thing that we just did. Um, And I think that's what I like is knowing you're experiencing something that I've experienced and I know exactly how you feel right now. And Mm -hmm. it's such a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And you're really making space to kind of give people back to their bodies if they felt Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, um, if you haven't been able to find um, something that you appreciate about your body. Um, and I was definitely in that place when I went to that first yoga class. I was definitely going through a season of, you know, of just kind of struggling with um, where I was at. And kind of left and went like, you know, my body is not so bad. Look at what it just did for 90 minutes. Right. Yeah. And your very first yeah. class. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely it for me is um, seeing people kind of make that connection and feeling just appreciative of themselves. Yeah. How does body acceptance show up in your teaching? You know, I think it, um, I think for me it shows up in my teaching as um, permission. Mm. So, um, and not, um, it's not so much for me about the pose looking a certain way or I've been in classes where I feel like the teacher is looking for like a synchronized look, like everybody looks the same and right. you know, they're you synchronized know, really, yoga. 
Yeah, like they're really ecstatic when, you know, everybody is, you know, in the full expression of the pose or, you know, whatever whatever wording you want to use. Yeah. And so for me, like that's not that's not the joy that I get out of teaching. Um, for me, it's not about, you know, everybody looks the same. For me, it's more like you just, you know, you just maybe did something that you thought you couldn't do or you found a way to do something that you felt comfortable in. Um, And so I think for me, that's how it shows up in my teaching. It's not about me. It's not about, you know, making me feel like a great teacher in a moment because everyone's doing the same thing. Um, It's more about people finding what works for them and what works in the body that they have when they come to class that day. Love it. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) I want to switch gears for one second and talk about your two amazing kids that you mentioned earlier. Um, Oh, Lord, podcast over. (laughs) (laughs) Tear time. So I recently, when you were with me in YTT, you said, oh, when I shared about um, something I love, I had an, a, an emotional breakdown. I was like, I don't remember that. And then I thought back and I was like, oh, yes, I do remember that. <laughs> I mean, it was the ugly cry. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm a little weepy. Someone passed a Kleenex. It was like, Kleenex can't even help me at this point. Because <laughs> you talked about how you want to infuse your kid's life with that body acceptance. Is that right? What you were talking about? Yeah, I think yeah. that is. Yeah, I definitely... Um, talked about that. It was, I think it's one of the many things I touched upon. That <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think as a mom, and I don't want to, I recognize that this is definitely something that men struggle with as well. So I don't want to kind of alienate um, men. But I think especially for me as the mother of a daughter, mm. um, it's really, really important that she see a mom who is comfortable with herself wherever she's at. Mm. And I think for a lot of us, me included, we didn't grow up with that. Right. Um, and I do have to say that I feel like that's part of the reason that I was okay with myself because I saw my mom who we have very different bodies. She's very petite in all the ways. Yeah. And, um, I saw her, you know, weigh herself every single morning and um, was very aware that what that number said really dictated the rest of her day mm-hmm. and I it has been so important to me that my daughter not experience that not see that and sometimes that even means you know like I don't hang out with certain friends around with my kids because mm-hmm. you know just naturally it seems to be in our culture when you get around a group of women um we're really quick to start criticizing our own selves yeah and so it's really, really important to me that she feel comfortable in her body and that she knows that um, her body was created a certain way and that is exactly how it's supposed to be. And so I don't know where else that starts other than at home with me. And I can't control a lot of what she sees or hears when she walks outside the door of our home, but I can be in control of what she's watching when it comes to me. Yeah. So it's really important to me that she, you know, it definitely helps. Like, it's another one of those check-ins for me. Would I want my daughter to feel this way about herself? Yeah. Um, and the answer is always no. Right. <laughs> so it's really helpful. And for my son, I mean, you know, I don't want to leave guys out, like I said before, and I feel like I don't want him to think, you know, 
it's normal for a woman to weigh herself after every single meal or (laughs) to feel like she can't eat in public. Like I don't want either one of my children to grow up with something that just feels like that's just the way it is. And that's normal. Right. Yeah. The revolution starts at home. Yeah, it totally does. Hmm. And I think they're listening and watching even when we don't know that they are like, I don't, there's no part of me that thinks that my mom was aware that I knew that she weighed herself every morning. Right. Um, you know, I don't think my mom was aware that like, I noticed times when she wasn't eating, Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was, I noticed. Yeah. Um, and so even I almost when you feel think, like those times are noticed as much or more, even more. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think even when you think like, you know, they don't know that, you know, they, you know, they're not watching or they don't hear or they don't see, they hear and they see and they know. And, you know, I truly believe like for me, it created the opposite effect, but I don't think that that's the case most of the time. And so, you know, if anything, I look at it and go like, I'm really glad that I was aware and that I saw and that now my daughter doesn't have to see the same thing. Right. Yeah. You can make a different decision. That's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the studio. Yes! <laughs> no, I my, like, I don't have to worry about being on the verge of tears now. <laughs> just, just happy tears. <laughs> That's right. No ugly cry on the podcast. <laughs> so what are you most excited about as we're getting started and you're getting into your role of, as a studio manager? You mean other than the rug in the reception area? Right. Obviously, the uh-huh. harder one. <laughs> the rug is very important. Um, I am so, you know, you posted a blog a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, um, that I loved. And it was about that it's not so much about yoga for you. Mm, um, right. As far as, you know, asana and stuff like that. And I feel the same. Like I'm super excited to have yoga classes here and I'm excited to get to teach. And, um, I'm really excited for, um, people to come for their first time and to have this be their first yoga experience. And hopefully, you know, we won't have like some of the horror stories that we hear (laughs) of people's first yoga classes. I'm really excited about those things, but I'm even more excited about just cultivating community, um, cultivating like a positive community, um, amongst women, um, in our neighborhood, yep. well, you can come too. I'm not saying men can't come, <laughs> but just, I'm really excited about that. That's the piece that I'm most excited about. Yeah. I'm excited just to be part of it, much less to be co-creating it. No, I know. It's so exciting. I know. I'm like, yeah, this is where I always wanted to go. And now we get to go there right. all the time. Yeah. Well, that's like, I keep saying, I want to take that class. I'm like, oh, I can. (laughs) So what do you most want people to know about the studio? Oh, my gosh. Well, I think I want people to feel like, and I think I can speak for both both of us, that, um, like, this isn't our studio. This is their studio. Yes. Um, So this is, like, a place where you can come and just be. Um, and just like hang out and have a good time. And, you know, I want this to be like a joyful space. And, you know, for me sometimes, and this could just be a personality issue, but, (laughs) um, I've been in yoga spaces that are like super serious. Um, and it's really hard for me to settle into that. 
Um, and there certainly is a time and a place for that. And I recognize that there are people that, you know, that's more comfortable for them, but I want this to be like a joyful place and, um, a lighthearted place and a place where people can just like come for an hour or so and leave everything else outside and come in and just relax and have a good time and eat chocolate. Yes. (laughs) Eat chocolate, drink tea. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, totally. Again, like it's not so much about showing up and doing an hour of yoga. Um, for me, it's not, um, it's just about creating a safe place for people. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I feel like what we've talked about so much, you and I, is just this vision where people can really feel like they're part of a community and say, hey, I really want to have a class on this. Or what if we had a book group or whatever? And we can just be like, yes, Yes. you know, let's do it. it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Give us a minute to figure out the details and it's happening. Right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you want to add? I don't think so. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, it's been really fun to have you on the podcast. And I hope everyone listening gets to stop by the studio sometime soon, meet Liz, um, and of course, have some chocolate and tea. Yeah, absolutely. Most important. So thank you, Liz. Thank you to everybody listening. And we will see you next time on the podcast.